<laughs> that's a hell of a calendar that's got a lot of stuff on it. <clears throat> so, yeah. oh. and the cat is on it already. Nine seconds. I love you. She's like, You're let me so say cute. hi, guys. You're recording. Yeah, we are recording. So, welcome to the Dark Arts Conversation, where the more we talk, the more we heal. Yeah, I'm Jer. You're Danny, and you're Jenny. Yeah, we're keeping this <laughs> and theme the thing here about too. Uh, having people on it. It's fun. It's fun. I don't remember the last time it was just you and me, which was actually pretty cool. It's been a little while. Again, you know, if you want to join. You know how to find us. And if you don't, you'll find out at the end. You'll have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, who wants to start with the check-in? How are you doing, Jeremiah? God damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to be the one to open my goddamn mouth. Um, I don't know, man. I'm all over the place. Definitely feeling some stress. Definitely trying to get used to what life is right now. Because you make awful noises, <laughs> scratching stuff out on the calendar. Wow. Well, I'm glad I don't have to listen to this later. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about it. I don't think I brought it up with Steven, but I'm going to try and go back to school. And that's terrifying because I hated my college experience. I was super depressed. Hey, yeah. I was like wickedly depressed through the whole thing. Uh, and then I worked way too hard and really stressed out my body and everything at the end of it. So now I'll be doing all of that and having a child. But with and a different mindset. A wife. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm so like. You're in a like, different ah. place in life. And You're in a very, very different very mental true. place. Said the same thing. It. You have boundaries I, set. You have emotional <gasps> you have things, like tools to use I've to help you. Yeah. Yep. We're doing this thing. Yep. So that's what I also what I'm trying to tell myself about. Oh, okay. That. okay. Well, we'll be good. We'll be great. We'll I don't know the last time I wrote an academic <coughs> paper. That's the weird part. Uh, so I have to go through and like retrust all of my writing, which I never trusted anyway. Yeah. Wow, well, that brings up some OF trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's my place. Fucking uh, don't even format, bitches. So. Yeah, I'm planning and trying to get everything ready so I can put together a couple applications for a couple different schools and go back to uh, yeah. school. So That's exciting. Yay. Jinxies. Jinxies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Go watch that Bluey episode. No, no. My dad. God. So, yeah, that's been me. Uh, it's been quite a while. There's still all kinds of other shit that's going on, like always, but... We've made progress in some stuff, so that's kind of fun. Yeah. And we have a thing coming up this weekend that we'll talk about a little bit later, but yeah. Or sooner, depending. Okay, fine. How are you then? I. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Who's on the spot? This is is super fun because it's not me yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's your turn. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, You're looking for the light because it's downstairs. No, it's just not. It's fine. I'm doing pretty well, honestly. Uh, we did our first vendor event in oh, man. Uh, uh, January. Mm. That's right. We're <laughs> texting about five, 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 five um, And that was super stressful, but also exciting to be our first one and to sell so many things and know that people wanted my art and things was yeah. kind of fucking cool. 
And we are doing our next one, which is going to be on March 5th in Manassas, y'all. So if you want to come, come say hi. I might be reading, but there will definitely be awesome, witchy good stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I'm selling photography, and now I'm super terrified. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> I kind of forget. Now I'm like, gosh. It was, it's so exciting. I think it's been an awesome passion project, in all honesty. Um, and while that is exciting i officially just finished decorating the actual physical tiny broom closet in our house and jenny was my first girl it was awesome it was amazing i didn't think i was gonna like having a space so much but i love it it was really cool it was pretty awesome having that but yeah i'm pretty awesome i'm on a high right now Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen after work normally i'm pretty like Fuck this. I want to sleep because I'm tired. I'm actually pretty pumped. Um, yeah. How are you doing, Jenny? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited because I have new hair. It's which is awesome. Fucking love beautiful. it. It's fantastic. Uh, I, yeah, it came out really good. I'm so happy. I sent you that the, the example picture and I was like very nervous because I don't I don't handle change very well most of the time, so it's, change is hard in general. So I was a little bit nervous about making a huge change, but it was very good. It was a very good idea. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm really glad. It's really <clears throat> fucking awesome on your skin tone. Like yeah. I, I can't stop staring at you. Oh my god! Please don't mind me. I'm just gonna stare at your glowing hair. <laughs> I keep having to remind myself that that you're that you're probably looking at my hair because my little awkward brain going into our topic. My little awkward brain is like. Sh- so I'm staring at you. Why are they yeah. staring at you? You did something wrong. Hello. Uh, but no, I'm, I've been pretty good. I, uh, I, I feel like it's hard to judge how good I am at the moment because I'm on my period. And my period tends to make me feel like I am the worst ever. All the time. <laughs> I know this feeling deeply. Well, then that's uh, pretty good, right? If you're feeling good when you normally yeah, I feel Yeah, I feel good right, right now. That's yeah, cool. it, it, it does come and go. Like, there, uh, I when I was younger, I never had the stereotype of like, oh, like, you know, your period's coming because you're emotional. But for some reason, recently, it's been on the money. Like, my brain, if you, like few days ago was like, remember that time you were sexually assaulted? That's all we're going to think about today. And I was like, why? Why is that the thing that we're thinking about today? And then I got my period the next day and I was like, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you are the reason. I found it. <laughs> that is, that is it. All right. It's birthing those new cycles. Yeah. Bleeding out. What do I blame my shit on? <laughs> I don't know. So. You have hormones too. You have hormones, yeah. and we, you they release at the same time that I go through my. To be to be yeah. fair, yeah, yeah. isn't it, isn't the hormone some of the hormones that women have the peak during their period are the hormones that men get all the time? Aren't yeah. They? So like. Hopefully, I'll be able to answer something helpful about that. But I mean, uh, that and just being empathetic, you basically sympathize with my pain, so it's funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, that all the depression and anxiety and everything else and everything. So yeah, yeah sure, those just show up some days. Yeah, that's fine. It's like clouds and shit. But overall, it's been good. That's had good. a lot of change recently. Positive. Positive change. Good. Good. Moved, my partner moved in with me. That's exciting. And that was very exciting. That's exciting. And 
it's going way better than I ever could have anticipated, which is great. <laughs> to, to better relationships. Yeah. Because yeah. if you guys don't remember, she was here for the divorce. Uh, uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> So no, I'm super, super stoked to hear that because it's yeah, going really it's, well. It's always a challenge. You know what I'm saying? He like comes home from work and then just does the dishes. Who the fuck does that? Who the fuck comes home from work and is just like, I'm gonna do the dishes now. This right. one, which I fucking love it because You're I hate doing dishes. Like the and best. I love that you. <laughs> 80% it's fucking great. Of the time I like doing we love it. Knowledge. Just just know. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I leave some grody dishes and I'm sorry. I'm just gonna be real about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I try not to think about what might have been in there at one point. I just try and <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you for doing this. So thank you. But I'm so sorry. You're welcome. It happens. <laughs> Tiny runs around and it's like, nope, got to come back to these later. Future Danny yeah. will take care of us. Nope, yeah. future Danny never came back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, God. present Jeremiah is like, past Jen's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into my room last night, tired as shit, and wanted to lay down. And past Jen, who put clothes all over the bed that she was going to put away, <laughs> I just laid down next to them. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I want to make you feel better about it. Whatever the fuck cares. Um, we do the laundry and just throw it on the bed and totally leave it there. And then just pull whatever we need out of it. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I don't know, like a month ago, we finally just sat down and just Dude. like, put it all away. But it's because like, Uncle Steven, I have it unpacked. And Dragon were coming over. That is correct. And, and they didn't because we got uber sick. And that was a fucking travesty yeah. out of both ends. And I don't want to do it again, ever. I don't remember the last time I puked prior to that. Oh and I'm God. very upset by having to know that date now. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so bad. But that's okay. one, that's one so night, fun. then I got it, and then she had Yeah, some. I was going to say, I Ugh. mine was unrelated. <laughs> but we can group it in there, because I experienced the same pains. It's well, I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I, have, I can't experience your experience. We'll talk about that later. I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm not sick anymore. Yeah. That was the other thing. I had dysentery, which I didn't think was possible in this year <laughs> of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> uh, uh. You're dead on the Oregon Trail. Yep. Gotta make the Second, jump. You don't drink the water. Yeah. Lessons learned. Lessons Keep your mouth learned. closed when you're taking a shower. <laughs> in Mexico. Specifically in Mexico. <laughs> no ice cube for your water. Sorry. That definitely. Like, I, I oh my we were God, trying I to Google everything. Yeah, dude. No ice cubes. You oh, can't have not. water at restaurants. Like You have to be very careful. You have to get bottled water everywhere. Uh, hmm. God. And still got sick. I still I have no idea. I think it was the food for me because it was like, I think I just I had it. I got it. I started getting it the first day I was there. I got sick, and then I just kept re-upping it every day. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised because like you're also getting adjusted to new food and like cross contaminations happening like hardcore down there. You'll get all the stuff that you wouldn't find here or that your body's yep. already processed here. Yep. Yep. Biology. My body was like, we're not even made to handle dairy. And you thought we could do this? Yeah. It's part yeah. of why I'm a dumb bitch. You stupid. What do you think we do? Not this. That's part of why I haven't been like, let's go back to South America. Because I'm like, I really don't want to suffer the week of just. You know what I did period. learn about myself, though? 
I did look. Well, I, sorry. You what? Got, <laughs> the adjustment period. Adjustment period? It's an adjustment yeah, period. Adjustment Every period. time there's like a here. week yeah. where like stomach troubles happen because you're not used to the food, yeah, you're not used to contamination, it, yeah. water, all that. You got to go through it. And yeah, my mom even says, says it every time she goes back, she's like, man, I forgot about that. And I was like, yep, that's part yep. of why we have, I haven't booked yeah, a flight back. Great. Mine just didn't end. Great. <laughs> Your adjustment period was like, bye. It's been a month. We're leaving the house now. Yep. Are you finally but back to like? I think I'm finally back. I had, I, I would get stum- like stabbing stomach pains. That was like the first oh, symptom I got, right. and I got a little bit the other day. But I think I'm mostly back to normal. But. Are you at the point where you look at food and you're like, maybe, maybe well, I'll eat you today? Because that was my problem. Like, it was so bad. I was, I was like, definitely on the trip. I was still like that. I was like, okay. I don't even know if yeah. eating is worth it because I'm going to have to go to the bathroom right after. Yep. But I did. I did discover that apparently. Uh, if I'm having a real bad time and I am so nauseous, I feel like I'm going to throw up and I'm dizzy and I have vertigo and I feel awful. If you put me in a boat on the water and tell me I have to go snorkeling, my brain would be like, oh, cool. We're totally fine now. We're going to pretend none of that ever happened. You are a completely normal and fine human being. Go ahead and get in the water. You're having a great time. And then as soon as I get back on shore, I'm like, wow, I feel like shit now. Uh, So my panic brain apparently just... I'm a great swimmer. I you put me in the water and I'm like, all right, we must survive now. <laughs> Wait, did we just find a solution to your problem? Everyone too? else, like, you're like that. Everyone else in our in our group got seasick. Everyone else in our group got seasick or got sick in the water or something. I was totally fine. <laughs> I can do little boats. Big boats cannot do. Really? Um, yeah. Like cruise ships, I... Oh, I've never been on a cruise ship. I've been on a big fish boat. I like cruise ships, but I, like, I take Dramamine before I get on that mm. boat, and I would crush, like, an alcoholic drink. Mm. Huh. And then I'd be cool. I'd be, I'd be solid. But I got to sleep for, like, that first, like, takeoff. But little boats, I'm totally fine. Yeah. Huh. We we drove our own tiny boat. I was totally fine, minus the very scary waves. That was sketchy as balls at the end, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was sketchy as fuck. It's tidal waves. No, like, no, it's fine. No, it's, you're no, okay. It's not I'm fine. like, we're gonna tip over, and I've got our phones in here, and uh, we're this gonna is, die. This is literally the only time I've ever driven a boat in my entire life. And that's terrifying. This is bananas. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. terrifying. That but, was fun. It was yeah. a great birthday. It was a good birthday. It'll never happen yet. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. One day. One day after I spend the next five years of my life becoming something else. So, what are we talking about, y'all? Not it. Okay. Uh, we're talking about uh, the body shame and negativity around being naked and everything that comes with that because it's a mm. fuck show. And it's actually not what we were going to talk about initially, but then you guys are having the conversation. I'm like, hey, this is actually, this is actually really a pretty cool. good conversation. I like this. this we should just record it right now. Shit, I don't have anything. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, hey, let's just rehash the entire conversation. We already forget about the other one. I'll write it down. And uh, go. go. Ready? Cool. So, we live in a society because I was thinking about this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that says a lot about our society. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you're out there and like, Everything is sexualized, and then everything is, you can't be sexual. Yeah. Fucking pick one, please. Right. Because it doesn't work in my brain anymore. Because on the one hand, it's like, oh, this, uh, you can't show too much nudity on the show, but everyone is complaining about the fact that our, that this new show that just came out, the 14-year-old girl they cast, is not hot enough to play the role of the character. You heard that? 
I'm talking no, about the, but what the fuck, man? She's the, 14. She's yeah, not the girl from The Last of Us. Run. People were complaining that she wasn't hot enough. Okay, first off, sorry, that's not the fucking point. It's of the also show. not the fucking point. Or the fucking game. But that's still Go fucked fuck up. Go fuck yourself. It's also, so fucked up. I don't even want to touch that thing with like 12 foot pole. Yeah. There's so much wrong in just that. <laughs> just so much. Nobody anyway. can see this right now because we actually forgot to do the video part of this, by the way. So, um, but <laughs> I just put my head in my hands because that's so. Like, Fucked up like and the backwards. Yeah. Like point of how fucking crazy. Yep. Jesus Christ. Okay. How did we get here? I don't <laughs> know. Society, like collectively, like uh, somebody came over on a fucking boat, and they were like, "All right, so we're all going to be super fucking strict." Dude. But at some point, somebody else is like, "Yes, hey, you know what? That I just little kid over there. The pro. It's, That's my jam. It's, it's mm, and none of it works. I, you know what? I just I just listened to uh." I just listened to this podcast that I really like. Uh, they just did an ep- uh, episode, a two-part episode on <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein and the island. God, I'm sorry. And you have I to say whatever the podcast is. Oh, uh, it's Red Handed. Okay. Uh, I right. fucking love it. They're a true crime podcast. Uh, two British chicks. They're super great. They're very funny. We're actually going to see one of their live shows April first because they're doing a tour in the US. So fucking excited! It's possible. It's possible. That's why I'm. I'm so excited. The future of this whole. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so the Jeffrey Epstein thing, which yeah, is terrifying. They did, they did a two part episode on it, and it was fascinating. But the other, the thing that I think comes up the most, at least in that, this is a very different conversation than the one we initially started to have. But uh, the fact that we as humans have naturally have proclivities to things that we as a society have decided are not okay and that when you get to a certain point of money or power or whatever you're able to indulge the proclivities that you weren't able to indulge because they're not socially acceptable and that's where you get shit because everyone has certain proclivities it's just where they go that's a really interesting idea because every, but I feel like everyone has basically at some point. Everyone has had a moment where they've thought about something, whether it's sexual or whether it's we violent or whether it's whatever. Burrito, by the way, and just go with that right now. They thought just, of any of that. Big giant burrito, like hey, I want to eat that giant burrito right okay. now. Yes, really the thought of we'll, that. We'll use that to have a, a, a for sure. And realize, like, oh, no, that is a, a thought that, that I have been taught is not correct because I know these things. And I, I, you know, I have respect for the reasons why that's not OK. And I, I agree with that. And so, like, that thought is going away now. Like, there's, yeah. like, things like that. That's how we're taught to, like, control the thoughts that we have and the, the way that we express ourselves, and especially the way we express ourselves sexually. Because when it comes down to it, you're taught a lot as a kid, especially in our culture where, you know, Christianity is a big thing and and teaching modesty and not teaching sex positivity and not teaching all those things is a thing this is diverging to a completely different topic but uh it's true it's very you true. get that and then you hit a point in your life where that door opens and you're like oh it doesn't have to just be this what can it be and that's the space that's important because that's the space where you actually start to grow and learn, and that's where some people, like fucking Jeffrey Epstein, branch off into the fucking awful, and some people branch off into like bondage. Sure, like it's that's like I feel like the consensual point where you bondage. get yes, consensual bondage. But like 
you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a, there's a point in your life you've got people that everyone goes dungeons through. and like kidnapping people, and you've got people who are having like happy consensual. The same, <laughs> well, I can't say the same kind of sex work because I don't have any. Like I'm yeah. not fucking. There's nobody locked up in a basement anymore. But <laughs> right, like they're they're being able to do that in a consensual manner. Yeah. With a partner, where it's yeah. an acceptable thing, as opposed to because they've been taught, the taught, yeah. And I think part of that is being taught consent and being taught like those things and having empathy and all of that stuff. And when you're missing certain things of that, or you don't get taught those things, or you end up getting taught that oh, you can do whatever you want, and that's totally fine. You're, you know, I, I feel like that's like kind of you go where off it fucking goes, deep end right? That you point. end up, yeah, right. Yeah. You end up with so much money. And that everybody like, wants some of that, it. That was the biggest thing that they talked about. Was the fact you're like, that you like, buy whatever you want. And that, that's what they what were talking about in the podcast. Was like people. He wasn't afraid of legal rep, like reprimand because he could just pay them off. Like oh, he yeah. had so many po- political allies, so many people that were like literally fucking the Prince Andrew was in like coming to his island. Like, Bill he did fucking Bill Gates, like, right. politicians, people with power in the country that could just make it go away if he decided to. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. but once you get that kind of power, like, you can do anything. Yeah. And he did. Which is terrifying. It's fucking terrifying. Right? Well, it, yeah, I mean, take it back to the, the other part. Like, you can do anything you want. You have enough money to do in insanely good things for the world. Yes. But you fuck off and go to the other direction. You're like, hey, I hear Jeffrey Epstein's got an island. I wonder what's up with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just take a swing down there and see. Oh, oh shit. shit. Am I into this? Holy shit. <laughs> How the, uh, hmm, we're only on the plane and this is already fucked up. Oh um, my God, hmm. yeah. They talk Side about note, the- by the way, oh. pilots of those planes, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Like, I, I, I know those doors are not so, soundproof. Here's the thing, though. So many people were complicit in that. Like, I feel like there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's a point to which you realize how powerless you are, especially as an employee and especially as a person that's, like, doing something like that where you're, like, being paid. And even the girls that were participating in it, like, didn't necessarily fully understand that it was wrong in the beginning. I assume there's a lot of other there was trauma. There was a lot of other trauma that there for sure that would shut a lot of that there's down for sure. Right? Survival instincts would kick in, and- but like it, a lot of it was like <laughs> some of the girls were like, "Yeah, it's like really fucking good money, and like it's not that bad." But now looking back, like it, getting the trauma later, like you yes. realize what it's doing to yes. you. But at the time, especially these girls are young, yes, or kids. You stop compartmentalizing. Yeah. All that. I would not have realized that that was wrong when I was a kid. You know? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Which is like, it's terrifying to think that much shit happens at that scale. Yeah. At that scale, right? It's also terrifying to think about, like, that's the one guy that got caught. Yeah. 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 And then you got He's the only reason we know that that certain people are pedophiles. Like, he is. And now we're like, Jesus is. Just because of the mistakes that the mistake that he made is the reason we know that the people connected that that we know specific people are pedophiles. But without him, we would never necessarily have known that. And what that's the fuck did I just walk into? Oh, we're still talking about the same thing. <laughs> Real quick. Because I think it's, it's 
says a lot about our society, right? Yeah. Like that, that at a certain level becomes this gluttonous. I think that's you take this diverging path to, to as shitty as it do sounds. I think it's human nature to go to that, but I think it's fucked up that we as a society are not actually trying to combat that because it feels like we're not because of the way we're just avoiding the fact that that is a natural progression and not teaching us how to combat that natural progression. Instead, they're just teaching, no, that can never happen. Like, that's not a thing. But you talked about the, the feeling of powerless that even, even the girls involved have. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about that. Like, <laughs> are you going to walk up to the government and be like, hey, you're all fucking pedophiles. You guys we need to solve this problem. Uh, we know where work. that goes. <laughs> January 6th. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on from that one. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, you have this craziness where you're you're taught, like, or not taught. Because, honestly, I don't really remember being taught any kind of... Modesty or... I kind of remember like a modesty, like, you know, private kind of I know I was very specifically because I'm not so much like, hey, this is your body. Mm. You should be accepting of it. There's nothing wrong. Like that that was never a conversation I can recall. I'm not saying it never happened. I'm getting old. But like, there's definitely not enough of that out there of self-acceptance for how you are. And then you take that, you throw that in, in the society of hypersexualized and then hyper repressing the sexualization of everything and then completely shitting on just broad sexuality as a whole yeah how the shit are you ever supposed to feel comfortable naked with another person just comfortable about yourself as a human being it's or so even being hard. intimate with somebody how do you like do that it's so difficult to me it's a level of vulnerability that is like it's like way up here at the top mm-hmm. right like one of the most vulnerable things you can do in my eyes is be yeah, naked same. with another person same and i i will overshare to the day i die i will tell people in public about the dumb shit. I've told several people that I barely talked to that I had dysentery. That's a very private thing to tell people. But like, I can't be naked in front of what? No. Yeah, like, no. I get nervous at gynecology appointments. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta say, that's <laughs> fucking awkward. Right? Especially like, when they do there's... have like a new person. I went recently and she had to like take a culture or something and she brought her assistant into the room to do it. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> I just had a conversation with this woman and now she's here and ah. This guy, not a pretty teacher. Sorry. (laughs) I get it. I like that people can learn shit. It wasn't even that. She needed the assistant to help her take the culture. So it wasn't even like Oh my God, now I have to deal with two people? Yes. (laughs) I can remember going to the doctor. Like I talked about initially how stressed I was and everything and all the problems I had. I had really bad stomach problems from all the Mm -hmm. stress when I was in my final semester of college and working full-time, going to school full-time and then trying to graduate. Mm-hmm. And it wrecked me. And I went to the doctor and, you know, you go in and they're like, okay, well, it's time to get naked. And it's like... Time to stick. Well, for uh, you, it's like time to stick a finger up your butt. Finger up the butt. Cool with and that. it's the, like, touch your balls and make sure, like, everything's yep, fine. Cough. It's like, so, uh, yeah. And I, like, I really want nothing to do with this is not helping my situation currently. My anxiety is through the roof, and I fucking hate this. This yeah. is actually probably worse than what I'm going through. 
yeah. by the way. So yeah. let's let's not say we did, and you can tell me I'm fine. Yep. It's also the same doctor who called me fat about 20 <gasps> minutes before that. It's fine. I'm getting over that. Fuck you, by the way. Fuck? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was, I was like, my BMI was right, like, right where it should be. In fact, I probably weighed then what I weigh right now. And he told you you're fat. Huh? Yeah, and I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I guess. Chris. Never went back though. Just for your sake, not to that doctor. Go ahead. Jesus. So I. Yeah. All of that on top of having to be naked and. Yeah. Being naked. You know what's funny? I think the first, the first, well, I was never like a very big kid growing up. I gained more weight when I was in high school. I think puberty was kind of the the point for me where I like gained a little bit more weight. I was like very average, I think, child growing up. Uh, But I remember back when the Wii got popular uh, and Wii Fit was a thing. And I would go up to my aunt and uncle's house and play it. And that was the first time that I ever got labeled as obese. And I was not a very big person. Like, I wasn't that big. It was just, like, where my BMI was, I guess, at the time. And so when I would do the Wii Fit, it, it had a little chart. And it would put you where you were. And it was, like, fit or healthier or, like, mm-hmm. skinny or obese. And I remember being put in the obese category. And it, like, being, like, what? Like, oh, God, talk about how you can fuck up a right. growing child's mind in just that, like, little oh, bit. BMI. But that's, uh. That'll fuck you up. And that's, like, I think one of the first times, which I'm very lucky for, because I know uh, a lot of my female friends, especially, grew up with, you know, parents, especially mothers, that pressured them into eating certain ways and not getting weight and, like, paying it so much attention to your weight and being very critical of their weight. That's one thing that my mom <laughs> never did. And I love her to death for it. As much as we had other issues that we went through, I don't remember her ever commenting on my weight or commenting on anything to do with that. I did get, I did get yelled at as a kid because <laughs> she wanted, she wanted me to not wear underwear to bed. Cause I guess it's healthy to not wear underwear to bed. Because it's like good for your um, to breathe area to breathe. Is that that is a thing? I I don't know. It's definitely a a female thing. Uh, It's definitely. I don't know if it is for guys to like help reduce like yeast infections and bacterial infections because we get them more easily Hmm. than you guys do. Uh, And I I remember she got really she (laughs) (laughs) she got really mad at me. By the way, guys, we sleep on a king bed in, in our daughter's a bedroom, and she sleeps on a f- twin floor bed. So there is, we're on separate beds. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. easier to take care of her. She's finally at that point where she's like regulating herself. Yeah. Yeah. Herself yeah. Bed. So like we're That's good. Finally. Sorry, I had to put some so context we'll, to that. <laughs> now we'll be able to shift back our own. Like, yeah. But yeah. That's sorry. good. Drop that over there. Let somebody else figure that shit out. Right. People are like, what the uh, fuck? fuck? Huh? Um, anyway, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Back. No, you're good. You're good. But 
My mom got mad at me because I didn't wear underwear to, and I was homeschooled. So I went to like a group, like a bunch of other homeschoolers would all get together and their parents would each teach a different class. And like mm-hmm. we'd have a little like group that we'd get together with and learn with. And I went to, we called it co-op school. Uh, and I remember going there and getting put in timeout because I was doing cartwheels <laughs> and I was wearing a skirt and I wasn't wearing underwear. I was like maybe seven or like six or seven. And I remember my mom sitting me down and being like, are you kidding me? You won't, you will wear your underwear to bed, but you won't wear it to co-op school. <laughs> are you kidding me? Sit down. <laughs> It's funny because it's the absurdity of like a kid not having any idea. Yeah, because there's and that also like puts into your head like there's an age where this happens like this this shame of like around your body like there's there must be there's got to be an age for it and like I was homeschooled so I didn't get like the public school bullying of like it coming like it starts at kindergarten yeah starts at five. Are we not teaching kids like? their own body safety properly and we are a little bit now that is a more common thing in today's yeah. generation yeah than it has like when we were growing up yeah yeah that was wasn't a common bad. thing before especially now because there's like there's way more representation I, mean, I know other of different body sizes yeah in tele in like yeah. and i don't even mean just like the books because there's tons of books that like the things, the media that kids will consume uh, without being given it, the media that kids seek out, that like the shows that are popular, the things that people are actually like, rather than, because like, yeah, the children's books are great. And there's a lot of them are really good. And it's great to have the representation. But like the media that everyone's consuming that are the things that are like, yep. that your friends are consuming and that kind of stuff, there's way more representation in that strain of media as well as like the books from now. I think than there ever will have Yeah, been. there's a lot more. Which is good. Which is good. Openness, gentle parenting, and a lot. Like, there's a lot more uh, yeah. conversation starting yes. for kids nowadays, in all honesty. Yeah. I know my parents were super like, your body's your body, and so on and so forth. But I mean, coming from a traumatic, like, sexual and physical abuse as a child also mm-hmm. has altered all that on top of being Catholic and being super, like, oh sex God. is bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, there is... I, I got, like, a whole... Wide range of... Wide yeah. range of mixed yeah. views. And it's probably why I didn't, like, lose my virginity and I lost to a piece of shit guy uh, until, like, at, like, 18, 19. Mm. Yeah, I didn't Besides my, like... Too, yeah. Okay, first Besides my sexual trauma, which is... That's not late? What do you mean? (laughs) Like, we've got to get away from that whole idea of, like... No, I totally agree. 18 isn't like, oh, you should have done it already. But that was just so common to be judged for that, to be... To not have lost it sooner. I agree. I just remember having the weirdest, like... I didn't... I was... Obviously, again, I was homeschooled, so I was very sheltered. But I started going to public school when I was... 13 or 14 I can't remember I think I was 14 uh part-time and I remember being in the bathroom and hearing girls that I knew come in that I'd like played softball with or something and they were standing in the bathroom and so this is in ninth grade uh and I in the bathroom and I'm listening to them talk about having sex with their boyfriends and I was like they do that that's a thing that happens what 
what? We're children. What are they talking about? I like, think about I that all the so time. I'm not ready. Sheltered. Like, I, I was just like, that blew my mind in that moment of like, oh, people are doing this. Like, this is a thing that is happening. People my age are, are doing what? Like, yeah. I barely kiss boys. Like, Same. What? I was like, <laughs> I haven't even kissed one. And, and what's happening already? <laughs> I think at that point in my life, I'd probably kiss more girls than boys. <laughs> I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's hard. It's I'm not excited for that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God, yeah. Like, wow. having a kid right now, and I'm like, I, I'm. Please don't know the people I date. Because, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. Because it starts earlier and earlier. Like, my clients tell me, thing. their kids, and I'm like. I'm so glad your child was so comfortable to tell you about it, but goddamn, don't tell me that happens at 13. Like, I, like, yeah. my brain, I was like, I, I had just gotten sexually assaulted at eight. Yeah. And, and you're telling me this happens at 13? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, my brain is like, oh, uh, yeah. like the stress of that, the idea of it, just like. Watch any, t- any television. Oh, yeah, dude. Look at any ads. Uh-huh. When they say sex sells, they're not lying. Fucking no. Sex yeah. sells. It really is. a fucking weird thing, like, watching a show like Euphoria and being like, oh, this is a show about teenagers, and that girl has yeah, her tits gosh. out. And this is really weird, because I know Sydney Sweeney is, like, an adult. But they're marketing it as it's younger and kids yep. having sex. That feels weird. I don't like it. Did you it. guys watch the movie Kids? No. Holy shit. Go watch the movie Kids. Don't watch that shit with me. I watch it once. I don't need to watch that shit ever again. No, yeah, is it a documentary? I don't no, know, I don't know what this is. I, no. I genuinely have no idea what this is. No, it's pretty fucked up though. Like, why are you making? It's literally a bunch of. <laughs> don't watch it. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's not happening at my end. But like, I watched that movie. and I'm like, oh my god, I know half of these fucking kids. Oh god, yeah. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, okay, I have. Like, this actor is doing this thing over here that's super fucked up. Yep, I saw that last week. Yeah. Like, I like so they're out skateboarding, right? And some dude bumps into some other dude who's skateboarding. And so then they get in a fight about it. And he hits him with a skateboard. I'm like, well, I saw that a week ago. Fucking Christ. <laughs> and, like, it's just all this, like, sleeping around. And yeah, I went one girl goes about- in and she ends up with, like, AIDS. And then, like, oh you watch God. the transition of how that moves through mm-hmm. the group and you're like jesus fucking christ and like it, i don't want to say it one of words but like it opened a conversation about like how that stuff really happens yeah. and you're and i'm just like jesus i don't know it's depressing fuck though it's yeah. not an uplifting movie but now that i'm a parent i'm like oh my god i think that's one I of the big like the most terrifying things this shit the terrifying thing about being the idea of being a parent is like remembering what shit I got into. Yeah. Yes. And the situations I put myself in and the yep. things that I went through. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yes. Because, like, I was told all the same shit that I know every. And I, this is actually a conversation I had with one of my friends who was a parent recently. She was talking about her, her teenagers and how she, like, doesn't want them to do a thing because she knows it's going to be financially bad. One of the, it, Her oldest is 20, I think 19 or 20, and he wants to move in with his girlfriend. And she's like, this is a terrible idea. Like, you guys are not ready. You're not financially ready. You need to, like, do, like, all these things and be better. And I was like, dude, they're not going to listen until they've done it. 
They're yeah, not going to know. And I moved out the day I turned 18. I moved in with a boyfriend who abused me for a year and a half after that. Like, I, you are not going to change their mind. They have to live it. And you know you were the same way when you were their age. Like, you, you always think you're different. No matter how much your parents tell you, you, you don't do this because... Because these are the consequences. You're going to be like, but I'm smarter than you. Yeah. I'm different than you. I, I know better than you. Yeah. Things are different by now. <laughs> Dude, I'm you don't know what like, it's like. I'm not stoked. No. Yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm not ready for a daughter to experience things in, in today's like world. Because so many things can go wrong. And that, like... To be sexually assaulted at eight years old by a family member and to know that that shit can happen anywhere and, like, it doesn't have to be a family member, mm-hmm. but, like, that shit scares me all the time. Yep. I can't even tell you how long it, like, that's debilitated me from, like, leaving the house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready to know that that shit's not my control. I don't want her to feel ashamed around her body. Oh, me either. Like, yeah. We're talking about like you guys are talking about going to like a bathhouse and like Jesus. Yeah. Fucking Christ. Like the idea of it gives me anxiety. Like I wouldn't even make it to it. Like you could have driven me there and I would just stand the fuck outside. Which is why I like offered you the option. Cause when you were like, yeah, I'll come for the massage part. And then I was like, I need to tell you the next. Cause I didn't know how I was going to. fireworks. Who has fireworks and why? Yeah. They're cool, though. They're big ones. They're illegal fireworks. Those are very illegal. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, they're great. It's a good show. On a random Sunday? On a random fucking Sunday? Uh, But no, like, the the whole, like, going to, like, a bath, like, a bathhouse or, or, like, a spa or anything where you have to be naked in front of people that you don't know, like that fucking, no, no. Nope. Like I, like I was telling you guys, like the first time that I went, I went by myself with, uh, I was meeting other people there and they were already inside, which was not great. Cause they communication wise, but they were already inside getting massages. I walked in and I'm like this, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know anything. So I walked up to the desk and was like, hi, hi this is my name. I'm here. And they gave, <laughs> gave you a little key, put your shoes in a little locker. And I was like, okay. Then they gave you a little jumpsuit, like little orange shorts and shirt. And I was like, is this prison? <laughs> and then I went in and everybody's either in the bathrooms is either naked or wearing their little orange uh, shirt and shorts. And they got like face masks on. And I, my, like, I panicked. I like, my, my brain is like, I can't look anywhere. Everything is scary. <laughs> that was like the hardest thing when I walked in because I don't know what I've been to several nude beaches. Yeah, and I had never. I couldn't do that either. Like it, not. I think I might be more comfortable with it now, but being thrown into that and just being like, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! What do I do?" I, and then realizing there were no changing rooms that I could find because I'm panicking yeah. and everything has doors and I don't know where anything is. And so I'm like in this space where suddenly I need to be naked. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I did a full deck change. No if days. anyone knows what that is from swim swim team days of like, I was never on swim team with my friends were, but like 
doing the deck change where you like pull your shirt under your other shirt. (laughs) Dude, like I felt the same way at first initially, but if you had asked me how my experience would have been a couple years back, I probably Mm -hmm. would have said something completely different. I walked in and like at first I was like, avert your eyes. (laughs) And then halfway through, I was just like, fuck it. It's fine. I'm a mom. I've given birth. Like Mm -hmm. this shit's fine. And I like, I walked in completely naked and I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of people here and this is totally fine. It, this is a natural thing. And I'm in the bathhouse and I see a mom and her daughter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, you're teaching your daughter. This is okay. Mm -hmm. This is okay. And I was like, I want to be that mom that I can be like, this is okay. This You're in a safe space. Like, you're mm-hmm. in a space where these people are respecting your space. They are – nobody's acting shitty. Like, and the thing about it is, like, in the dressing room, I felt kind of awkward. But the moment I stepped into, like, the actual bathhouse, nobody gave a shit that anybody was naked. Yeah. There was no – nobody's staring at you. Nobody's talking about you. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing their own thing. And I was like, cool. Granted, I went at a very, like, low-key hour. Yeah. Um, but I would totally do it again. But if you had asked me like a couple years ago, I would say like, even like when I first lost my virginity, lights had to be off. I didn't want anybody <laughs> looking at me, but that's just because like from sexual trauma, I was still getting yeah. over like somebody else is touching me. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm ready for someone else to be touching me. Like, yep. um, I can't do that part of the massage. It's like, so uncomfortable. <laughs> Like seriously, like it took me forever to take off my top years ago. Get under the towel. Part of why I got my nipples pierced, dude. Touch me. Oh my god, I I always like thought about trying to get that, but the idea of someone having to have my tattoos. That's why I got tattoos. (laughs) My own body modification was my tattoos, was my piercings, so that I could be comfortable naked. If you're gonna stare at something, I'm gonna give you something to stare at. Yeah, and that's how I got over that. That was my transitioning moment. Was doing that for me. And now I'm like, okay, whatever. It's fine. I think that has helped me a lot. It's like the having tattoos and having like that, like art on my body that makes me feel better. It's like forever clothing. The other other thing that I realized is like, I definitely saw a very big correlation between my um, body positivity and self-worth and the end of my last relationship and the beginning of this one. That I'm in now, which yes. goes back to our, our talk about divorce. Yay. Um, but yeah, I like very much so towards the end of my marriage was very much always lights off, like didn't want to be seen, didn't want to like, I felt very bad about myself, felt very all of the things. And then coming into a new relationship where this person has never seen me before, they know they didn't see me when I was a teenager and like 19 and skinny. Like they don't, they've only ever seen me look like this and they like that and they want that. And that makes me feel wanted and nice. And that I think helped a lot with my, that's beautiful. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. What? Also your hair looks like a Ruby. Like I can't stop. (laughs) I'm like locking eyes with you and like listening to you talk, but I'm also like, damn, your hair looks fucking good. Sorry. I haven't had a project in a while, oh, like no, hair no. project, oh, and I'm like, God damn it, yes. But it's amazing what a partner and that safety can do for you mm-hmm. in those moments. Because um, I have a, a memory of you 
when you're naked, obviously. But like, I remember early on when we were in a hotel and you were just laying naked on the bed. And to me, it was so weird. You looked so comfortable. And I'm like, I'm still pretty fucking nervous, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I see. I was pretty fucking nervous. So I'm just looking at you and I'm like, hmm. She's so comfortable to be able to do that. Yeah. I feel because like seeing other people so like that gives you confidence yeah. to like try and to, yeah. to be like that. Yeah. And that's so the same helpful. thing for you, right? Coming out of a relationship where I felt terrible about myself. Yeah. And I had like, I don't want to like to my own horn and sound like a pompous asshole, but I had no reason. To feel so negative about myself. Yeah. I was in the best shape of my life. And I looked the best I will ever look. Because I'm never going to go through the shit show it is to get to something like that ever again. Because it's not fucking worth it. But like, to and now, like, it's like, oh, okay. I feel like that, that, I want to go back to that though. Because I think that's been part of the thing that has helped me recently. Is thinking, so... When I was in college, I was in an abusive relationship Mm -hmm. and I got down to, I was, I weighed 135 when I started it. This is important because uh, I, during the relationship was bullied (laughs) down to 105. I weighed 105 pounds. (laughs) Why are you high-fiving me? Because I did the same thing. I went from 173 to 139 in my absolute lowest. Yeah. And it is. And I realized. I realized that for a long time afterwards, I saw that as me being in the best shape of my life. And I saw the time period where I was so unhealthy and so miserable as being the time period that I was like idolizing, Mm -hmm. even though now I weigh 175 I think was the last time I looked and I am I won't say healthy because I have medical problems but I am much healthier I am much happier I feel better in myself and I think the idea of like you have to be skinny to be the best you'll ever be and you have to be in this shape this is the best shape I'll ever be in my life that whole idea is something that's taught to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's taught yeah. in, like, movies and especially, think, too. Yeah. Like, it's taught in, it's, in TV. We're watching Grey's Anatomy or ER or any other show where you're working 120 hours a week. You know what you're not doing? Working out. Working out. out. Yeah, but you, you look amazing. You don't have fucking yeah. big, giant muscles. Like, come on, man. I'm not stupid. It's so just, like... But I that think, happens so early on. Yeah. It happens so yeah. early on. And it's so... Yes. But that's the thing that helped me was like, it was getting to the point, like in the last, this, this has been, this has been current growth. Like in the last like year being like, oh no, like this, that wasn't good. That wasn't the best. That wasn't the thing I should be looking for. The thing I should be looking for is, am I happy? Mm -hmm. Am I healthy? Do I look at other people that look like me? And what does that make me feel when I look at other people that look like me? Because there's so many people that look like me. 
And I look at my friends that look like me and my friends that are heavier than me and my friends that are less heavy than me. And I'm like, we're all people. (laughs) They look great. Those aren't the things I fixate on when I look at these people. It's not like, oh, I'm looking at that person. I'm like, oh, they they look like this because they weigh this. Like, that's not what I'm thinking about. Like, I'm thinking about who they are as people. And that's what people are thinking about when they look at me. Mm -hmm. And remembering that as opposed to oh, they're only looking like I look like blah or I look like, and I, oh God, I have like a flashback to to that recently because I went on uh, TikTok and TikTok tells you who has viewed your profile. Uh, and the name at the top of that list was, was the abusive ex-boyfriend from college. And I was like, holy fucking shit, where did you come from? Fuck. <laughs> Block. <laughs> like that, that, He's the one where, so I weighed, I was like 135 when I started dating here. I'm like an average size person, like fucking whatever. And he told me uh, after the first time we had sex, he was like, yeah, I was really disappointed when I got your, you naked because you weighed more than, like you were fatter than I thought you were going to be. We're fucking done here. <laughs> Get the fuck Like, out. why would you ever... Out ever feel comfortable saying that to someone how are we going through well, obviously i've never had anybody moment. say that to him he's a, he's a skinny dude like he's or, a very skinny dude. and I, i'm sure he never did like i'm sure he never had any like i think we're making a big ass assumption on that though that's fair because what happened in his family his family could be the same kind of thing right true oh you're not strong enough to play football or what yeah. toxic bullshit is that we tell both sides. That's true. That is right? true. Because we don't talk about this, this, the toxic somebody else. Yeah. We don't right? talk about the fact that we are also yeah. just as toxic to skinny people as we are to people that we are don't consider overweight. And say, you know, very valid. Can you say that again? Uh, we're just as shitty to super skinny people as we are to people who are considered overweight. Yeah, in our you're culture. too skinny. You're not. You're too skinny. You look like a skeleton. Oh my god, a eat a sandwich, a like shit, like that. I have plenty oh, of friends dude. that heard that all their lives growing up and could not gain weight because they're they're physiological so like they could not do it like that was just what their bodies looked like and that Anytime was fine in south america get... are you eating enough yeah you don't look like you're eating why aren't you eating you need to eat more you yeah. should be eating more God. sorry i can't fucking <laughs> hold the weight fucking but hell. you're not eating enough you're not blah 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 and then it of course hit one point where it turned into oh i'm over 100 i need to go back to being 90 pounds oh my god dude it's the i need to drop 10 pounds worst and then, I'd, like, that caught my own de- eating disorder at that point, and then drugs kicked in to keep yeah. it off. Mm, self-hatred and a lot of exercise. Yep. <laughs> it's been hard. Like, I, I recently started trying to go to the gym more, and I uh, was just, like, this was a, a, a thing that I feel like I've done a lot where... Question. So, I, I feel like I know... Our gym? Yes. Okay. Yes. Rock climbing. Uh, rock climbing gym. Yes. Um, and I was very specific when I, with myself when I was talking about it because I was like, I've always, I've made a lot of resolutions to like go back to the gym and like try to be stronger. Like, and it's always been surrounding my weight. Mm. It's always been like, yeah. God, I don't, I'm not happy with myself. I want to go to the gym so I can lose weight. And I realized recently that that's not fucking viable because A, I am beautiful the way I am. I don't need to lose weight. And B, uh, yes, 
I can't snap. Snap, 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 snap. And B, like, it's not, it's not sustainable. It's not a motivating reason for me to, to do that. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be motivated to keep going if all I'm basing my motivation off of is self-hate. Self-hate will take you pretty far. <laughs> it will, but not in a good way. Yeah. So I decided that I was like, why, why would I want to go back to the gym? I'm, if I'm feeling better about myself. And I was like, you know what? Currently the level that I'm climbing at, I would like to be better. I would like to be able to do more things that I'm, that the people that are slightly better than me are climbing. I'd like to be able to try more and, and feel like I'm making progress because I've been at a plateau and climbing for fucking years. So That's like, why I don't go when anybody's there. Yeah. I can't stand it. I don't want people to watch me. Yeah. I'm like, I need to, I, I need to get stronger. Cause especially, oh my God. Like there's a lot of kids climbing now that are, that are, uh, coming on the same night to me. And one of, one of them, uh, uh, I climb with his mom a bit and with him and, and he asked me when I started climbing and I told him I've been climbing for like 10 years and, and he was like, wow, that's a really long time. You're climbing the same stuff as me. And I yeah, was like, hey, filter kid. I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like he just started. He's a strong kid. He weighs way less than me. So obviously muscle to, to weight ratio is very different. Like he's a child, but like still like that hit me and I was like you know what? You're right. I want to be stronger. I want to be climbing better. I love this sport. It is very linked to my mental health as I learned during the pandemic when I couldn't go and almost had a breakdown. Not almost. I did have a breakdown. I almost, <laughs> I became very suicidal during that time. And I luckily did not go through with anything, but that, that taught me that like, this is something that's very fucking important to me. And I did not realize that <laughs> before that. Uh, so I decided like, yeah, I want to go back to the gym because I want to work on getting stronger. I want to work on the things that are going to help me climb better. And that's been really motivating for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've So I use climbing and exercise as my way to make myself feel better about how I look, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I may have liked how I looked, but I hated who I was as a person. Done a whole episode on that, but mm-hmm. um, I go to the gym now for my mental health as well. I can go there, shut everything off. I can focus on something. Nothing else matters. But I go there for the camaraderie too. I met yeah. a lot of people at the gym who now mean a lot to me. I mean, fuck! I met you at the gym. I met you at the gym. You and I went to the gym a lot. Chew pre baby, yeah. Uh, Adam, who was on an episode with us. Mm-hmm whole bunch of people and it was the first group of people that i decided that um after the divorce and everything that i was gonna try and be who i was and Mm -hmm. not who people wanted me to be Mm -hmm. and really be that level vulnerable and they were the first group of people to be like cool and i was like what what (laughs) what's happening You were supposed to say, ew, gross, go away. And then I was going to go to my corner. Yeah. Why aren't you angry, sad, and suicidal anymore? Oh, shit. You know? So I had to do the same thing, really, with my climbing. is take it back to, it's not about how you look. 
It's not about how strong you are. It's about going and being with a group of people that are going to support you, Mm -hmm. right? And then that just helps to a degree, among other things, um, like having a very supportive partner. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, thank you. You've done the same for me. To really be comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Because I can remember the first time I was naked in front of you or even getting ready to be. And I'm like, oh, my God. I really don't want to do this. I'm so nervous. Like, what is she going to think? Like, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was the same it, way, too. Know. Whether I said anything, I was, too. Well, I would overcompensate. Oh <laughs> I would. Like, Look, don't. I, I'm assuming you felt the same way. Trust me. Oh, yeah. I know. But it's like, God damn. Like, you have to find. And it's. It's stupid. That it takes us all having to find a person yeah. who is kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's just coughing at the hairball. She'll be okay. No, she's just coughing in general like she does. Usually it's in the oh, middle of the night baby. when the baby's asleep. But whatever. Right? So, yeah, you love her hair. Um, I'm yeah, like, great job. <laughs> shut up. That's so amazing. <laughs> it turned out great. I'm so, but nobody can see it know, right now. Awesome. Actually, you can't go on Instagram. Yeah, but, go on Instagram. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it's so nuts how one person can kind of like come in and help you mm-hmm. while you may or may not help that person. <laughs> yes. And, uh, like just work through that stuff that made you feel so bad. Or God, like you like, were not I, I remember like the same way you guys are talking about like the first few times that being naked around my my current partner and and like the nerves of like a new person i was in the same relationship for seven years like this is this was the first time in a fucking long time that i had been naked in front of someone that's terrifying it's awful awful. uh and i could tell he was just as nervous and it was it it definitely helped a little bit and it like just doing things to get into the moment helped a lot and just like getting through that but now it's so nice to like have that comfort with someone and like yeah i don't know i feel like having that comfort with him has helped me to like be more comfortable in general with Mm -hmm. it with being naked and and, like even in my own home being naked because i definitely uh i couldn't sleep without clothes on for a while because i would get nightmares about being naked in public (laughs) um okay and i've mostly gotten over that uh which is really good um but like that was such a weird thing like i would just have i would have nightmares i'd be like i'm suddenly naked in a public space and that's terrifying oh my god <laughs> jesus christ and you've told me about the nude beach thing before huh Nope, and you were even like, hey, maybe you should come and we'll go do it. And I'm like, are you? So, so it took okay. me forever so to get there. I, I'm talking like, dude, like it took me forever to just be comfortable to bikini. So, for one a long of my time. friends, to be uh, fair, I hated not going without a shirt. That's a guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of my friends has recently, well, I don't know how recently, but uh, they are. Uh, I think they recently said I'm a nudist, so I think I can say that they're they're considering themselves a nudist and they're part of nudist communities. If you don't name uh, them, where they live, <laughs> yeah. like you don't name them, you're not happy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm mostly saying I think I can say that because if they ever listen to this, they will know exactly who I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, 
they talked about like their comfort level in uh, going to these communities and stuff and how like the, the best part about the community that they found was that like you can dress to your comfort level in this community. There's going to be some people that are naked there's going to be some people that are not and you dress to your comfort level and watching them go through the evolution of like, okay, I'm going to wear like, I'm going to wear this beach cover up and like a, a bikini or like a bathing suit or something, or I'm going to wear this and, and this and then like slowly evolving to like, oh, I'm wearing a beach cover up, but I'm not wearing any top mm-hmm. or I'm wearing the beach cover up, but I'm not wearing anything underneath. And like that transition to like becoming more comfortable in that community. And that was really interesting to see and like thinking about like, oh, yeah, like kind of like dipping your toe in the water of like getting comfortable. See, I don't know if I would be that was interesting. I don't know if I'd be able to like be. I don't know if I could either. Like that. I could be maybe topless, but like bottoms. Um, I don't know. I think about I'm the that. opposite. I think I'm really sensitive about my boobs. <laughs> I like bottom half. Like I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, like at the bathhouse, totally mm-hmm. fine. I think I've gotten better about don't about, know about public uh, like that. Like I can be without a top and out about, but like we've talked about we talked about though because like. Both we were talking about this earlier with like wearing bras and how mm-hmm. the pandemic has ruined us because I can't wear a, I I was literally saying how I, I had a bra in my purse earlier and I was like what the fuck is this doing here? And it's because I was out somewhere yeah. and I took my bra off because I was so uncomfortable. Like it they're they're not comfortable to wear. And I so I'll just randomly take them off. And I've gotten way more comfortable like leaving the house without wearing a bra. Like I'm not wearing one right now, and this would have crippled me years ago, like a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I would not have been able to leave the house like this. I would have been like this the entire time with my shirt like tented out holding it. Like I would have been like, like this is never happening. This I can't do this. But now I'm getting more comfortable with that. And I think that's like partially because of the body positivity. Side. Why? Where does the uncomfortable part come from? I don't have boobs. I can't. The shape of my titties. <laughs> that's I think the best example I have. Cause like oh there's a very uh we're trained to see a certain shape, a certain yes. size, a certain, certain shape is beautiful. Okay. Shape, so it's, it's especially shape, and like where your nipple food, is, yeah. I think yeah. is the is the biggest thing. Was the big, always the biggest thing for me, especially when I was younger. Is like the idea that you need to have these like perfect, perky, perky, like tiny front facing kind of, yeah. nipple. Like that's what your boobs are supposed to look like. And if they don't look like that, then like you're weird. It took me so long to be comfortable with my boobs being yes. so little for so long. And then I got pregnant and then my boobs got really, really big. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I, <laughs> <laughs> they're back to normal. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was nice. Well, I, 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 <laughs> I love them when they're small. I love them when they're big. And I love them when they're small again. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, it's not. It's but it, it like that definitely was like uh for a while there I was gonna get a boob job. Yeah. For so I still want to get a boob job. I I've I think <laughs> don't do it. How my, about babe? I support you no matter what you choose. I don't think you need it. That's what I'm saying when I say don't do it. You don't need it. You're fine. Sorry. I'm not trying to interrupt you. That's what I actually mean. Okay. Not like just flat out don't do it. I think having a partner that likes my boobs and is very like vocal about the fact that he likes my boobs has been helping me to be more comfortable with them because I was like very close to getting some kind of top surgery whether it was like because I've been gender fluid for a little while now and it's like thinking about like the idea of not having boobs is very appealing like the idea of just like not having to ever worry about that is very appealing and like the, there's a lot to that but i was gonna say there's a lot of layers there's a lot of like, layers <laughs> if you're not used to scarring and things like that too yeah. like after having a c-section yeah. it took me a while like yeah. 
my bottom half, like I'm still very nervous. And that comes from obviously like a trauma standpoint. And now that I've had a child, that's definitely shifted the perspective, the narrative of I birthed a child, Mm -hmm. like I brought life into this. And now I have a proud scar that I can Mm -hmm. think about in moments like that when I'm worried about what I look like naked, Mm -hmm. like in that bathhouse. That was what shifted the narrative for me in a very public space was I fucking gave birth to a kid. If you're going to say shit or think something about me, don't. It's like putting meaning to it. Yeah. And it's very, very hard being like super psych too. Am I lie? I occasionally hear things from other people that they're thinking and I don't want to know. Yeah. Don't want to know. That one will tell you. How do you know what your birthday present is? How do you know what your Christmas oh, present oh, is? I you're like you're like that one. I'm like, the fuck. I, no, what? I'm like, referring to like yeah. knowing things that yeah. I shouldn't know I without. You don't even get to ask questions. Yeah, it's no. She's definitely guessed a few things just by uh-huh. asking like two questions because then I'm thinking about it. It's not fun. I anyway, feel like, I feel like sometimes my brain, like learning that about you, my brain is now like intrusive thought, and I'm just like, "What? Are you, what? Go away!" <laughs> I don't want to know that. Go away. I don't, I don't think. No, no, it's okay. So yeah, so I guess the best that I can relate to the boob thing would be not having six pack. Yeah, like for me, that was like. Hated my stomach, mm-hmm. and then I got a six pack. And I was like, "This sucks. This shit's a lot of fucking work." But you don't tell you how much work it is to really like stay at that level. Oh yeah, like bodybuilders and stuff. Like, like it's all a, that shit. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fucking work to do that. Um, so yeah, it sucks. But like for me, that kind of came out of like the societal expectation that. You know, you're going to be the man's man who's, like, super strong and at the gym all the time and has these things because you're watching doctors on television or doctors because they're actors. <laughs> I'm not laughing at? at you. I'm just like, yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah. what the fuck is this teaching anybody? They need to put disclaimers on that. Remember, these are actors, not real-life people. Like, real-life. They need to just make it a normal day. fucking they body. They need to make, like... Our, our uh, conversation should be around... Find what your body does and where your body sits naturally. Because my body right now, I know where my body sits naturally without doing anything. Yes. If I eat the standard amount of stuff that I normally eat Mm -hmm. and I climb once a week and I don't do anything else, I know where my body's going to be. Yeah. I just know what it is now. I think part of that is also age, though, because we we are hitting, you are in it, but I think I'm we're hitting the age where like our bodies are settling into like this is what your body's going to yeah like this is where you're going to mm-hmm. be yeah and right. i think that that's fluctuates when you're in your 20s badly. and like when you're in your teens especially and like hormones all of that fluctuates and and i think this point it's like Fair okay enough. this is where you're gonna be and that's been hard because like where you're gonna be in your late 20s is very different from where you might have been in mm-hmm. your early 20s yeah. like that getting to that like it's very different but also like finding support like finding the right support and meeting the right people who are body positive and yeah you know not stuck in old world thinking of what is beautiful Mm -hmm. what is very structured and societally okay i mean it's changed over the 
centuries as well. I mean, oh, yeah. All you have to do is yeah. go back and look at fucking art to figure out yeah. that like the ideal body was something different back in the day. Oh yeah. I I think that we're making really good like progress with the body positivity and that stuff. Like in, in media representation, there's been a lot of good progress, but there's also been like I feel like there's been just as much bad. Like the whole the I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but there's a a new like weight loss drug that's very popular amongst celebrity celebrities right now. So like certain there's a lot of rumors mm-hmm. about who's using it and like certain <clears throat> celebrities who have always been called a little bit overweight. There's one specific, oh gosh, what's her name? She got made fun of because everyone said she couldn't read. She was in Glee. She's like the main girl in Glee. I don't remember her name. But she's always been like one of those people that isn't fat, but the community says is fat because of like face shape or whatever else it might be. Uh, and she's now f- so stick skinny. It's scary. Um, like such a vast change from like what she looked like before. And it's apparently everyone's like, Oh, it's a str- new drug that people are on. That it's like, like we're still pushing that narrative of like, you, you gotta be, be small. Skinnier. You gotta be a certain size, a certain gene yeah. shape, a certain bra size to fit the bill. It's so just, I'm like, this just makes me think of like right after getting married and just what they can not my second marriage, my first yeah. marriage. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like thinking about like, uh, uh, not being able to like be naked or want to, would wear a certain kind mm-hmm. of style or push-up bras like mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of push-up bras or i remember doing a boudoir shoot after my divorce and that was probably the best thing i had ever done for myself mm-hmm. because i did it for me and not really anybody else and that really just i was yeah. on fucking fire that day it was a great day but i like being around somebody like in the professional field that's that was so body positive mm-hmm who didn't know me mm-hmm. and that like and i've heard such good things about like doing those oh my gosh i like if i could recommend anybody i have a few if you want let mm-hmm. me know because like i'll tell you what that is probably the most inspiring moment because it's just you and a photographer who doesn't know you but knows how to build up the confidence mm-hmm. and it's like it's mind shifting because at first like I was going to the bathroom to change and mm-hmm. put on my new laundry set. Mm-hmm. And midway through, she made, she's like, you're going to go to the bathroom now. But I'm sure by the end of this, most people end up just changing in front of me. And she was not, <laughs> she was not wrong. By the end yeah. of the last two sets, I was just ripping off my clothes and putting on new ones. <laughs> and she was like, I see it. I was like, how the fuck do you, she's like, your body's important. Like, yeah. it should be celebrated by you and only you. That's why you're doing this. If you're doing yeah. it for somebody else, that's beautiful too. But the most important person in this room is you. So yeah. you need to be okay with it. And I was just like, I was fucking crying. Like mind blown. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit. Like, that was just such a beautiful thing. And like, anybody wanting to do something body positive, I would suggest doing that. Because it, yeah. it shifted my narrative yeah. so drastically after being divorced and not feeling worthy for somebody else. Yeah. Ugh. And we did it. Yeah. And then we did and it that together. Was hard. That was real hard. We had her. After doing it, I was like, we're going to go together. And I was pregnant. That sounds I fun, was. Though. It's. Ophelia came three hard, weeks though. later, but. Oh, my gosh. No, two weeks later. The next weekend. Oh, shit. That's right. It was like 
eight days later. Oh, yeah. Eight days about that later. earlier today. Anyway. It felt like longer. It was really hard for me, right? Because now, like, I know she'd already done one. Yeah. And she wanted to do this with me. And then we had the whole COVID thing pushed so it back. The, like, the pressure of, like, fucking having another person. Ever, there. right? So I knew it was coming up. And it just kept getting pushed. I knew it was coming up. Kept getting pushed. Oh, God. Holy shit. The anticipation anxiety. Yeah, like, fuck. <laughs> but, yeah. Our photographer was super nice about it. But then for me, it's like, oh, God. Like, she was super nice. She's like, just do whatever you're comfortable with. Mm. You don't have to do anything else because that's not the point of this. And it's just like, Jesus. Like, okay, I have this one person that I'm totally comfortable being naked in front of. And now I have this complete, not a stranger, because by now we've had four or five conversations. We know her fairly well. But it's just like, oh, my God, now there's somebody Yep. And at this point, I'm still attempting to try and put myself back together to hear a big look. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so hard. (laughs) So hard. At the end of it, like, I can look back and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. God, that was hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I don't feel anywhere near, I think, as good as you did. It wasn't that altering for me. Because I still feel like I probably got this work on book. Um, but it helped. I won't lie. Yeah. It helped just to be able to go there with somebody who is body positive mm-hmm. and will let it be known, right? If they're going to be setting a safe place for you to do it, if that alone is going to be what really helps you pivot, right? Like you're doing it with your partner right now. If you can go do it again with just like a straight if you will, mm-hmm. right? And I'm saying air quotes because nobody else can see it, but like just another person who can be out there and help you like advocate, validate that, mm-hmm. you know, like it's fine, mm-hmm. right? And really as a society, we should be just doing that shit a lot faster than we're doing it right now. We should just be like, fuck it, like who cares? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a societal thing in the US. Mm-hmm. You think people going to bathhouses don't no, do that somewhere else, and they're already in. So there's um, Iceland, I believe, has an outdoor geothermal spot. Mm-hmm. 100% new. The people that have problems with it are the tourists coming over. Like, oh, God, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> there are I definitely many, many countries that do uh, body positivity well. I don't necessarily know... That I could, I think the Netherlands is supposed, is supposed to be one of them. Parts of Europe uh, are pretty parts good. Parts of Europe are pretty good. France, um, to a degree. To a degree. There's a lot to of a eating disorder issues with like a lot of those countries still as well. Like where skinny is is what it's supposed to be. Like the ideal, like French, like the very classic French woman. Like it, it's very like, stereotyped like things still. Um, a lot of Asian countries have a lot of bad body positivity issues um like uh, i mean a great example of that is all as k-pop like oh yeah uh, so you many just K-pop. Say pop across the board I yes think, i think right but but yeah like, k-pop is a massive industry and yeah. it's very massive in korea and it's and it's starting I, to make its way over it's on a, a different it's made level its way here, but it's, it's, it's here. It's just it's, it's been very underground for a while out there, here. It's 
I don't think K-pop is on a different level in Korea than any pop is here. Yes, yes. It is a very different thing. Like it is like the whole idol thing, like yeah. that being a thing. That's a very specific and it's very like idolized. Like that's what it is. It's it's people that are the idyllic body and all of these things and, and like all the plastic tone, surgery right. and the skin things and all of it is just insane. Don't get me started with like skin tone shit. So like are we you know, it, having to like avoid the sunlight just so it wouldn't get darker, dude. Oh my that's, god, that that's, was hard. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other yeah. thing in uh, certain Asian um, cultures for I mean, sure. I had the opposite. It's very big in South America in, too. Like the whiter you are, mm-hmm. yeah, because it means better you're better off. Or, yeah, you're yeah. better off. Same thing. Like or like interracial marriages out there that like don't marry a darker yeah, skin because your your kids will be or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's just so hard. Oh, dude, I hate it. And I was always the one out of my family that got really, really dark, mm-hmm. like really, really dark. And people would be like, "You're not related." And it just like, oh my god, it was so just like disheartening. Jeez. People were like, people knew I was Spanish, and now like now that I'm not in the sun as much, people were like, "You're not Spanish. You're not Mexican." You're not Bolivian, and I'm like, okay, just wait till I whip okay. out like speaking Spanish in a second, and you'll change your mind. Yeah, and like I still get that. Like I'll go somewhere and like there's Spanish speaking in the background, and then I'll be like, oh, and I'll start talking in Spanish, and they're all like, that's just so good. Uh, Every time, it's so funny. I'm sorry. What would you like to order? <laughs> so fucking funny. Every fucking Thank you. Time. Thank you. The one time you did that shit in Puerto Rico, I almost like fucking shit myself yeah because they i think because they were talking a lot of shit yeah <laughs> they were saying a lot of things about like jeremiah and i was just like yeah oh we're gonna do this game oh my god and then i ordered and they were like oh i'll be right back mm-hmm. <laughs> with your drinks and i'm like mm, yeah no we're not playing this game mm-hmm. oh my god <sighs> so good i had the, the i can think the opposite where like it's like a party trip uh, (laughs) where uh the ideal like for growing up in white very white culture it's like oh you need to be tan if you're not tan you're not hot like you're too pale you're like until like all the cancer stuff like uh-huh. it's so insane like because tanning beds and just Dude, like that was a big oh my thing. god it still, it still is it's thankfully not as bad not as, as, bad like, as it was man and it's there's a lot more people that use self-tanner now and stuff like that but it's still like such a big thing like that yeah oh dude i remember like girls coming in like and you could tell that they had been in too long oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that 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 tint was just a little and i'm like oh, god. god what what are you doing this is this is beautiful because Hollywood says it's beautiful. Doesn't yeah. actually. Matter I still this. remember like <laughs> I never really I, I didn't really think about this. My uh, ex husband, I had uh, a really good tan after I lifeguarded when I was like nineteen, uh, and that's around the time that we started dating. Um, and I had that. It was it was a very solid tan because I was out all summer, and the tan lines lasted for ages. And he would like reminisce about the time that I had tan lines and like talk about how hot it was for like our entire marriage, for our entire relationship and our marriage. He was still reminiscing back to the time that I had tan lines. Just fucking tan lines, bro. It was like 105 pounds. But like, 
that that was also I think part of what was very like weird for me that like emotionally damaging to a certain point of like oh yeah that's the thing you always think Ooh, you just obsess like, about that one moment about, and it's like yeah. cool thing cool great so trauma emotional trauma yada mm. yada if you could take that out of it which we can't obviously <laughs> do you think you would still be uncomfortable to be naked I 100% yes, by the way. Just what I said. Yeah. Because I think society has taught us what beautiful is. Yes. Yes. And I think that really, like, outside of trauma, like, that really shaped me. Yes. Because I was tan. I wasn't white enough. My hair wasn't light enough. My eyes weren't light enough mm-hmm. in school. I never had a boyfriend because it felt like, because I was just the dark Spanish girl in school. So everybody was like, oh, she's kind of weird. Don't want to hang out with her. I went to a predominantly white school. And the reason why I know that is because I got picked to be in an ESOL class when English is my first language. They put you in ESOL? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And I did that for the majority of, like, kindergarten to sixth grade. What the the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Because I looked Spanish. That's fucked up. I spoke Spanish at home because I picked it up because that was just what it was. But yeah. at school, like, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Fucking you don't know now. So it's just. You, you can, like, shift so well. It's insane. Two, which is. Uh, Bilingual. Yeah. Fair to, to a degree. You're struggling to keep an identity. You have to have hold two, right? Like, it's. But, like, that, that really shifted what kind of body was beautiful what looked beautiful to my peers what what was considered attractive what was okay Mm -hmm. what made you have friends oh she's really pretty i want to be friends with her Mm -hmm. Mm, doesn't it doesn't help that i'm also queer because i definitely was that like that like damn she's really hot i want to be friends with her and then later being like there's there's also other reasons for that (laughs) I totally understand you on that one. Don't you you worry. But yeah, no, there's that, like, there's that line. And that shit is hard. Mm -hmm. Like, that really, I think, that really shaped what I thought was beautiful and how I found myself worth and what trauma or not, you know, Mm -hmm. that shit gets built in early. That started at age five in kindergarten prior to any trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have felt better if I had seen more of my body type represented. Like thinking about like things that helped me feel comfortable with things that I don't like. Like I hated my name growing up. I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. I, I me too. too. Uh, I still don't like it most days. I hated it. I didn't like a lot of a lot of that. Uh, and then I think a really funny reason but uh i watched the movie marley and me uh which is just actually a silly ever seen it before movie. it's just a very classic like silly little like family movie and the wife's name in that movie is jenny and they call her jenny the whole movie and something about that and like i don't know why but like the the 
I don't I don't know why. Maybe it's because it was Jennifer Aniston. I think she's beautiful. But um, like, there's there's like something about that, or at least I think it was. I can't remember now. But that like made me feel better about my name. And I think that's around the time that I started using my full name at work, like when I would do job interviews and stuff. And so now that like I use my full name on a regular basis because that's what people call me at work. And like a lot of people that I've met at this point in my life, I, I when I meet people, I tell them my full name. And it's like, I think it's the same kind of thing with body positivity. Like if you see more of the body type that you have being portrayed as, as sexy and as beautiful and as worth something and as wanted and all of that, then you'll feel more comfortable with having it. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree. And I have never, I have never seen someone who has boobs like me in porn. Never. Maybe it's because I'm not seeking it out, but it's not mainstream. Like that's just, it's just not, it just isn't. So like things like even, even media like that, that like, isn't the media you might think of like as like the popular, media. Like, yeah. It's still media. Yeah. There's definitely a popular, uh, it's not Hollywood, but it's a popular yeah. platform that yeah. still has a, what is beautiful. Yeah. What is attractive? What sells? And it's also the platform that you see the most nudity on because like in, in a lot of media, you'll see like different body types, but like you don't see, there's a, there's a difference between like seeing someone who has a similar build to you and seeing someone that you know has the same nipples as you. <laughs> Like that you don't see in like TV. It's a very different. Yes. Yes. You'll see a shoulder and an elbow and a knee and maybe a butt. But like genitals in general are all different. They're all so different. And we don't talk about that at all. That fucked me up for a long time. The the inability as a man to not see male genitalia. Yeah. But you see female uh, boobs, at least in like movies and stuff, like all the time, you have no fucking concept mm. of what average and normal are. What what it's supposed to look like. What and is so it? now you're like, what the? F- and then all you see is porn, does and it's like, else have? yes, you'll see porn. And I grew up with far too much of it yeah. in my house. And now you're like, dude, I don't look anything like that. <laughs> now you're like, well, what the? F- Fuck, like there's huh. no way. No. There's no way that any of this is normal. And now if you see like a movie and there's a wiener or, or a butt, <laughs> fine, penis, fine. Because you're laughing. There's a wiener. Right? So like you see it and you're like, oh yeah. So fucking what? Like why weren't we just doing that anyway? Sheltering. Yeah. Sheltering what? The fucking people who can't handle that there's a fucking penis on television? Grow the fuck up. This is, I mean, it's like, the same people that... It's that, the same people that are shutting down sexuality everything. across the board. Because yeah. The same people don't that don't it, want you to say gay in school. The yeah, same people like, that don't want you to teach about transgender. Fuck off. Because you are literally killing people. Yep. You may not be holding the gun to their head, but you are the reason they're holding the gun to their own head. And you're the reason all the rest of us feel like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And you're the fucking asshole on someone else's airplane to an island, by the way. Just to wrap this whole thing into a <laughs> oh, nice package. And let's not lie because Oof. we know yep. there's a yep. lot of awkwardness around it. Right? It's just like all of the politicians that are out there bashing gay men and then mm-hmm. have a scandal. Yep. 
about being caught in a bathroom. And it's yeah. like, maybe had you just embraced yourself or you worked with, mm-hmm. with society to change the societal view on all of this, you we would have been be more here. comfortable yeah. and we wouldn't be here. Now, to, to the credit, it is a hard transition to make. So like be, be, being comfortable with yourself when you've been, everything yes. you've been taught is wrong, Something different. that you are wrong and everything you're doing is wrong and it's bad and it's yeah. sinful and it's not, we need like natural and shift. all like, yes. A, and I think that's happening to a certain extent with Gen Z. I've seen a lot more of that and that's great. And I love it. It's inclusive. Um, it's so, it makes me have hope. Yeah, it gives me parts hope. of it are inclusive. Yes. Parts of it are yes. inclusive. I would yes. say I would say more of it is inclusive. It's and more inclusive now. It's open and talking. But I'm hoping mm-hmm. by the time our daughter's going to school, like that shit's going to be like, no, we're there's going to be so much more like this is what it is. I love you. Anyway. I'm hoping I can. Still it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to. It's going to be smaller increments than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that, but it's better than where it was. We're doing better oh, than when we went. It's it. going to be better than when we're we went because we're talking exactly. Yeah, like back in the seventies, right? Like a lot of people were getting molested, and zero conversation happened. Yeah, yep. zero. Yeah, I'm not going to say those numbers have changed, but at least the numbers of people talking about it now yes have changed, yeah. and the more that the happens, Me Too movement the helped a lot. There was a lot of yeah positive stuff that came out of that. Yeah. And then the more people are going to be like, holy shit, like, let's try and stop this from happening. Maybe yeah. like this is not right. Let's be real about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about what's actually happening. Right. So that maybe someday we can all just take our clothes off and not feel like shit. <laughs> Cause there are, dude, there are days right now. Some days I'm like, oh. yeah, which is stupid. It's so dumb. It really is. It is so, so dumb that we the proverbial we have just created a society where sex will sell you anything but everything about sex is bad mm-hmm. it doesn't work it is the it, it just doesn't it's work the biggest mind fuck of yes. the world I, I heard something uh uh recently that i hadn't really thought about that i thought was a good point which was uh so girls get it's like girl scout cookie season right now Mm-hmm. Uh, very much so. And they cornered us with bots. <laughs> we have done a This woman posted, I think, I, I don't know if it's on yours, just someone reposting on Facebook of like, hey, when you see a table of Girl Scouts, try to avoid saying the proverbial, oh God, I can't, like, I, I can't afford to do that. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. And making buying cookies into a bad thing because there are young, impressionable girls that are hearing that and hearing that you need to deny yourself everything good and because you need to be skinny and you need to be a certain weight and you need to look like a certain way. I like that narrative shift. Uh, And I didn't really, I didn't really think about that, but like the right, that's like. It is very. So ingrained in our culture of like, oh no, I shouldn't have that or I can't have that. It's fucking Like. it's just the like if you want to do something for yourself and you want to like we are trained go for it but the fact that we push that so much on everyone around us yep i is ingrained in all of us at some point more on girls than boys obviously but i still think there is a massively unseen problem in 
the male community. I think it's good that we've started to talk about it though, because I'm seeing way more people talking about um, like letting boys be emotional, teaching boys that it's okay to be in touch with your emotions and that it's okay to do certain things that would have gotten us called gay in high school and shit like that. Like this. We're going to touch on that. It's toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like fucked up all that is and how that's fun. Yeah, dude. Jesus. I'm glad that there's like that people are talking about it now and that I think you're right. There's a lot of that needs to be talked about about the way that we pressure men into being a certain like you're not big enough. I actually same, heard, I heard it recently yeah, called way. bigorexia. So it's the opposite of anorexia where you're trying to get super small. It's spending mm-hmm. all your time in the gym to just get bigger yep. and bigger and bigger yep. and never be happy with how big you are. Bro. Also the fact so that big. like talking about the fact that that a lot of gym bro diets or as it as it is is an eating disorder <laughs> that there are so many gym bro diets Most that are eating diets disorders are a fucking eating yeah. disorder yeah like let's not lie that like intermittent fasting is fucking <sighs> the thing that's going to save you it is fucking going to I destroy tried that. you as I got a human so sick being. I got so sick oh you can't eat for 16 hours do you want to talk about what a fucking eating disorder is yeah not eating for 16 hours when your body is actively telling you Dude, you're hungry. It's time to uh-huh. eat. Is a fucking eating disorder. You're watching my sister do it. Kills me. Mm. It kills me. We we it's, talked about it's that. Debil- That's it's, hard. It's it breaks my heart. Having been there and done calorie counting so religiously for so long that I can still tell you ninety percent of the calorie counts of most things, mm-hmm. dude. Watching somebody it's else toxic. do it, it's it is hard. so it's bad. I, it, it's so, so, it's it so hard me. to watch people do that. I just like, and I understand, like, to a certain extent, like, the wanting to be healthier and wanting to, like, be better, especially because I've got problems. So, like, I can understand to a certain extent the people that are like, I want to shift, like, what I'm eating, but I'm, I also uh, learned, I think the thing that's been helping me the most is, like, Add instead of subtract has been really helpful. Uh, so, like, instead of saying, I'm only going to eat this number of calories, I'm going to take out the good things that I'm, I'm not going to eat sweets, I'm not going to eat that. It's like, I'm just going to add a vegetable to this meal. I'm going to try harder to, like, eat more different vegetables. I'm going to try to eat, like, I'm trying to eat more, like, beans and legumes and things like that because it's something that I know is good for me and it's something that I've always wanted to eat to learn how to make more different variations of and like learning new foods that are good, that are, that are good for my gut health Mm -hmm. and good for, for me and adding those things, but not denying myself the things that make me still happy. (laughs) If I, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think that's been the most helpful, but like so many diet, so much diet culture is not, it's not that it's all like cut this out, cut that out. And none of the, it doesn't. It's not you sustainable. Can't live on a diet. You can't. You can live in healthy eating. You you. That's the hard part. It's like so. You you can't stay at a weight when you're dieting. You just can't because it's built on a thing that's intent intent on having you lose weight. Yeah. So as soon as you stop doing that and going back to where you were, instead of shifting your entire mindset into body positivity healing anything you have that's brought you to where you are your own mental health has to be better or it Mm -hmm. does not matter it doesn't matter like 
you you will die until you kill yourself. Have you heard of uh, Almond Day Moms or Almond Moms? Yes, and I don't recall exactly what it was, so, but it's not a positive kind. No, it's not. Uh, so Almond Moms are, is the term for those moms, often white moms, uh, but not restricted to that. But it's very like that's the stereotype of like the mom that is. Uh, she'll have a handful of almonds and she'll be like, oh my God, I'm so full. Like, that was so great. And like, we'll eat like a salad when she goes out and like, but pick off some, most of the stuff on it and be like, oh my God, I'm so full. Like that stereotype of like the women that have starved themselves to the point that they barely eat and they are, uh, tend to be also the moms that are very hard on their daughters. Yeah about their weight and how much they eat and what they're eating and and will do things to shame them that they don't necessarily realize are shaming them things like oh my god i can't believe you ate all of that like wow you ate so much of that wow like i can't believe you did that how are you not full like oh my god like things like that that they don't even necessarily realize are shaming their daughters into like into feeling, exactly into feeling they do, which is the yeah same thing that happened to them but yeah yes it is all a shit cycle perpetuated yep. somewhere right i don't want to say that happens in the house because some of these things don't happen in the house mm-hmm. right like the societal happens at school so, wherever oh, yeah. right i mean yeah like none I mean, of I that remember. is necessarily specifically at your house like it is literally just being out in society my parents were never sorry my parents were like never like oh you ate a lot you're yeah. fat or whatever like never yeah Right, so I sure as hell didn't get it like specifically from my parents, mm-hmm. but like society and watching TV and yep. and the pornography and everything else and same. all these things that are just the same stupid bull- bullshit body type that there's not something that is sustainable puts you in this position of like, oh, hope you feel like shit today because I've got a pill for that, I've got a surgery for that, uh, we'll fix it up. And it Nip is, tuck, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's not the whoa. Step back, think about why you feel this way, and let's talk about why you feel this way. Oh, you feel that way because, to your point, right? You're not seeing your body represented mm-hmm. anywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's why I feel like garbage. Yeah. I'm gonna go eat cheeseburger. Yep. Okay. See ya. Yeah. Right? It's like, dude. I realized I caught myself when I when I saw that my uh, ex, my the abusive one that told me I needed to be skinnier and bullied me into being 105 pounds. I saw that he had uh, looked at my TikTok, and the first thought that came to my head is like, "Oh, he's gonna look at my TikTok and be like, wow, she got fat.'" What? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about his opinion or who he like who he is as a person. I no, I don't care. But in that moment, my brain was like, "Oh, that's what he's gonna think." And like that, it was the first thing. Like, it's that abusive cycle. Oh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Well. Yeah, it's getting late. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say. Um, <laughs> speaking of, we're all like, okay, oh, let's, uh, uh, any final thoughts from? this I think the final the takeaway that I have is if you are feel like you are uncomfortable with your body 
look for people that have your body type and think about what you find beautiful about those people. Because I guarantee you there are other people in your life that have your body type. And I guarantee there are other people that look like you that you can see. And why, what do you like about them? What's the first things you notice about them? Because I guarantee you it's not going to be their weight. It's not going to be the things that you're most likely insecure about. It's going to be the, the good things that you see. We often see positive first before negative. That's, it's cute part of human nature. We, we usually see positive before negative when we look at people, especially people we care about. So do that. And then when you look back at yourself, think about that. Yeah, that's positive. So, wow. yeah, I like that. Words of wisdom by Jenny. <laughs> yeah, right, Kevin right. yeah. I mean, my biggest thing would be like, find the support you need mm-hmm. for whatever it is that you're struggling with, especially if it's around body positivity. I know that that, uh, learning that and learning to deconstruct what's the first memory that made you think about or made you feel self-conscious and what was the position of that other person that made you feel that way or what social media made you feel like you had to feel a certain way and start taking the time to heal that about yourself, whether that's finding support in your spiritual community or finding that in a partner or finding that in your friends and go have the conversation about it. Ask them if they've ever felt that way and see what you can learn from other people and see how you can support somebody else and have them support you at the same time. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this is going to, it's easy to look at somebody else's body positive on social media, but it's a whole different volume when you have somebody who can hold you accountable for those moments that you're really struggling through. Talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But also to the social media aspect of it, change your social media. Yep. It's out there. There is body positivity. There are therapists who talk about eating disorders on social media. Mm-hmm. Add them. Just add it. Change it up. Give yourself that well rounded. Change your algorithm. Yeah. Change your TikTok it. algorithm. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Like, you don't, you sometimes you forget you can search stuff on TikTok. <laughs> Yep. Search, search topics, platform. search, yeah. search anything. Cause I, I think that's the thing with TikTok is you end up in a hole cause it just shows you videos that are similar to the other videos that's that you've been watching. Yeah. So change it. You can change it. You have the power. <laughs> a third of my fucking Instagram's therapist. <laughs> yeah. Around parenting. So mine's, mine's all Pedro, that mine's all Pedro Pascal edits, so I don't know. I can't relate, but <laughs> I was just saying, wow. I was like, mine is just all tarot at this point in time, which doesn't and help my for some reason. Have you on Capybara TikTok? No. no. There's a little song and everything. I'm not going to sing it. Oh, that's funny. God. I that's have to hear this song after this goes off. All right. <laughs> well, y'all. Class, it's been good. We're it's been a great conversation. Session. Uh, the tiny broom closet of the dark arts of is doing their next event in Manassas guys come to the crossroads. Uh, it's on March 5th at 11 o'clock to four. I think that could be wrong. I will put out a post. It'll be on our gram. We will both be there selling stuff for the first time to get there. And if you mentioned that you heard the podcast, I'll give you a reading because I may not be offering. I don't know yet. We'll see what I feel like energetically. But if you mentioned that you heard this on the podcast, 
I will give you a reading. I'll specifically make time for it. Does that count for me? I'm here. <laughs> we can set you up with, up with something. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it on the podcast. So, like, where's this? She's going to pull off, like, a wig on. <laughs> She's gonna dress. Up. I would never cover up your beautiful work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> She's uh, dress up as like a no face from Spirit Away. I still have the costume. Nobody knows it's me. Hello, Nobody I'm here for that reading me. you said on the podcast. I'm just gonna hand it, uh, hold out like tarot cards. Fucking love it. Um, but yeah, y'all. Uh, if you ever need to get in contact with us, send us an email at the baker and the witch at the dark Check out our Instagrams or TikTok at the dark arts of. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. That's exciting. We do. We're not on it. We're not on it. Oh because it's video and it's harder to put video together than it is to just pop a picture and some stuff. But y'all. Um, we are planning a meetup. It's actually going to attempt to happen. Swear to God. Sorry. As of right now, we are aiming for March 26th, y'all, which yeah. is a Sunday. It's going to be virtual. It's going to semi-follow the flow of the podcast, but it's really just going to be a safe space to talk about how you feel because there's not a lot of that out there, and we want to be that for people. Um, so check out. There'll be details coming soon. Follow us on Graham. We might try and figure out how to put them on the website somewhere. Um, but yeah, there'll be some rules and stuff, obviously, because... I want a lot of dicks and set some ground rules before yep, we do boundaries that. are good. Boundaries to keep us safe. So that'll be there. Um, all of our other projects, photography, baking. We are doing our first non-baking recipe soon. It's actually been... It's what? very exciting. Yeah. What? Yeah. How? Yeah, we're just, Oh, like... Something that's not baked. Okay. Okay. Because so, everything we do is pre-baked. So far has been baked. I was like, is it not food? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 wait. <laughs> I mean, and we have a recipe coming from uh, one of the people that we have been working with. Nice. On stuff. And that person will also be on a podcast episode that we're working on. We've reached out to everybody, I believe, for trying to schedule a podcast. So if you guys want to get on a podcast, reach out. We'd love to book you and figure out a topic to have yeah. you on. We're going to keep working through all that. And I think that's about it. Like, subscribe, rate, follow, all that other fun stuff. Share it with people, please. Um, if you want a shirt, we'll have shirts coming up we at the do. market coming up. Come get them. Or you can just get yourself and we'll ship you one. Um, also, guys, the shop will be up soon. It's just taking me a little We have a bit. Yeah. It takes a while to get through some of these things. So that and just uh, producing versus actually putting up online. Way different. Yes. Yes. Mama's been in hyperdrive broom making right now. They're sick, dude. I've got some black ones and pink ones and purple ones and pink and blue ones. I've got some really cool, exciting rainbow ones coming. It's going to be fun. So, yeah. 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 Come see us and have a conversation in person next weekend. And then... Forever. If this virtual one goes well, we're going to try and do an in-person one. But we're going to keep the virtual ones going, too, because you know not everybody's in the area. But, yeah, yeah. all that to come and more, including other podcast stuff. So we'll see y'all. it's not out very often, so thank you for sticking with us. Yes, we'll <laughs> see y'all in a few weeks. Yeah. Thank you. The more we talk. The more we heal.
Bye, y'all. Bye. Also, Jenny, thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> I got just <laughs> Thank you Holy fuck. Again, again. Thank you for oh, coming and talking. Uh, I was we like, know. wait, I'm missing something. There's something I'm missing. Wait, but it's right. They are right next to me. Goddamn. Sorry. My brain is like, baby, baby. And I Where can we find you? Real fast. If Where you can we found, find me? You don't want to be found. That's totally fine, too. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I do a little bit of art, and that's really all I post. I'm on Instagram and TikTok. It's um, beautiful and cute. I'm, yeah, I think I'm still General Reeve, Reeve, Reeves, uh, Reeves yeah. on Instagram. You can probably find me through. The yeah, I'll be posts. posting yeah. her hair yeah. very, very soon. And then uh, Instagram, I'm, or not Instagram, uh, TikTok, I'm Jen and Kat with periods in between. And I just post dumb shit, so. Sweet. <laughs> Love it. Or come to the gym. Yeah, or come to the gym. So. All right, everybody. Yeah, sorry, y'all. <laughs> sorry, my brain went veer left, and then I'm like, I'm hearing our daughter saying, Mom, Mom, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, oh, shit, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the more we talk, the more we heal. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.